Welcome, my children. And welcome back to Sam, the Strange and Mysterious Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 5. In this episode, we're going to talk about the most powerful weapon mankind has. Their mind. And how it led to Martian aliens and real tupas like the Slender Man. It's a lot to take in. So let's get into it. So yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, um, I'm gonna, it's, ah, man, this episode, uh, it's a rabbit hole. I'm gonna, I'm just want to say that first before I really get into this because uh, it, it's out there. <laughs> and also, I've had a couple beers uh, to help me get through this uh, weird episode. Excuse me. Ah, very good, very good. All right. So I originally wanted to look up like remote viewing and things like that nature. And then it just went, like always, down a rabbit hole. And it ended up being uh, the power of the mind, basically. And I think maybe that will be the uh, the, na- the power of the mind. Maybe that will be the title of the show. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I have so many tabs open. And uh, I, I've been doing research literally uh, for a little little while, like, like, you know, five minutes of research. God, that's a lot of time. So, so, uh, no, I've been, I've been, um, reading and watching a ton of videos on this and, uh, it's, it's just pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting because there's, um, there's a very true side of this. And then there's the, the speculative side of this, the, the speculation of like, well, if that's true, maybe this is true. And I will totally explain what I mean coming up. But first I want to thank everybody um, for showing love on, uh, Facebook. Yeah, that was Facebook on uh, strange and mysterious podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't already head over to the Facebook and put a like and maybe a review if you want, maybe a comment or maybe, uh, uh, maybe like a topic you want us to cover or something. That'd be pretty cool. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate everybody who liked it before. So, uh, definitely do that and definitely go to iTunes and rate and subscribe. Uh, that would super help this podcast. Uh, again, we, we all have full-time jobs, so we, we do this on the side and I don't want to work no more. So, so help me to quit my job. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve is still in Portugal. I thought he was gone for one week. Come to find out it's two weeks. I can't believe I pay this guy to take vacations all the time. Joking. I don't pay him. So, uh, I hope he's having fun. And, uh, you know, Portugal's cool. He's not Portuguese, and he's with his fiance, who's very Portuguese. Her whole family's very Portuguese. Some of her family lives over there, and they're Portuguese. And I'm, in my mind, I'm only imagining Steve sitting there, looking at everybody with a blank face as everybody's speaking Portuguese, and he's just clueless of what's going on. So, uh, miss you, buddy. Hope you're having fun over there. Can't wait to have you back, and I uh, can't wait to have my partner back. All right, so we're going to get into this, and uh, this probably won't be a big episode. God, I say that every time, and it always ends up being a lot longer than I thought, but um, uh, it's. I'm just going to tell one quick story about uh, remote viewing, okay, and then I'm going to tell a story about tulpas, tulpas, that's a weird word to say, tulpas, um, so remote viewing, if... Uh, 
you know, for whoever doesn't know what remote viewing is, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like being a psychic, basically, um, a person who claims to be psychic or what have you would sit there and they would focus in on a thing, whether it's a person, a place, um, a thing, and they, they sort of have, you know, out of body, out of body, out of body experiences where they can actually, um, describe if like, for example, if they're, uh, looking if they're focusing on Russia right a, a particular part of Russia and they're they're trying to spy on the Kremlin whatever it may be so they'll sit there and they'll think okay Kremlin they'll have coordinates in their mind and they focus down on these coordinates and then they um, will see live almost live action right live action what's happening right then and there um, and they can actually you know describe what they see and across the world right the at a body so that they're they're, they're I don't know if you want to call it self-conscious, conscience, or, or what have you, but their self-conscience, their, their whatever it may be, they can physically go there and see around that area what's happening and fully describe in live, live action view, right? And they can't be seen, mind you, all right? That's, that's remote viewing. Um, and tulpas, tulpas is a concept in uh, mysticism and the paranormal of a being or object which is pretty much created through uh, spiritual mental powers. So um, basically, it's 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 almost like thinking or just having like a group think of a uh, particular. It, it could be anything. And it, for example, like a, a tulpa would be Slender Man. Now, if anybody knows Slender Man, everybody knows that it was a it was entered into a contest, you know, like a creepypasta contest, a long time ago, and this guy created it. Uh, and but it, it just came, it, it blew up as far as how popular Slender Man got uh, to the point where it's seeping into reality, and that's where tulpa is really can be dangerous and where they're coming from. And a lot of people be like, all right, that's kind of crazy, all because people think about it, it doesn't doesn't mean it will come to life. But like that saying, you know, do you think about something so much that it will become real? And like whether it's like a goal of yours, right? That's the, was it the book? The, I was just thinking about this the other day. I, I can't remember what the name of the book was. The Secret, whatever, right? You, you put what you want out in the in the universe and you think about it long enough and you would visualize it long enough, then it will become true after a while and it will actually appear in your reality or something. That's almost like what a tulpa is. And and it's crazy because yes, everybody knows the Slender Man was a made-up thing. Um, however, there's signs that it's sort of seeping over into reality um, in a very in a very dark manner too. And these are real cases and stuff. And it's it's crazy, even though you might not believe in it. And I'm very skeptical in all this. I, you know, I, I keep an open mind with a lot of the stuff that I go over in this show. Do I believe all of it? You got to take a grain of salt with a lot of the stuff. But you got to keep an open mind also um, because you just got to think, you know, back in the day, you know, a, hundred, a couple hundred years ago, a man flying would be at like totally from another world, right? That, that would never happen. But as time goes on, we, we have new discoveries. We just, we just have better knowledge of the world that we live in. And uh, I, I think that having a closed off mind or saying, no, no, that's impossible. No, 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 no. Is, 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 uh, destructive to science, you know? So I'll leave it at that. 
But I want to start with remote viewing because that's where I started originally. That's where that's the direction I was going to go to, right? And basically, all I was going to do is I was going to I'm not going to lie to you, right? I was going to look up some cool stories of the psychics that predicted like 9-11 or the Titanic seeking because they have a lot of those stories and they have proof that they've um, either had a dream or they, you know, remote viewed to it or they, they seen the actual disaster happen and they would call or write it down or what have you. And then the it would actually play out in, in real time. You know, so it's pretty incredible. But then I started seeing remote viewing and the CIA, right? So remote viewing, I guess, was so let's say remote viewing has been around like psychics and all that good stuff has been around for centuries. Uh, You've seen it in history, you've seen it in religion, you've seen it, you've seen it everywhere, right? It's, it's, um, Remote viewing is not a new thing, right? Um, I think that Edgar Casey um, made it very re- more relevant in the early 1900s, and he was a uh, a remote viewer, uh, amongst other things, healers. You know, a bunch of people call him different things. But um, another notable person was Nostra- Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Why am I so retarded? Nostra- Nostradamus, right? <laughs> I got to stop drinking. Holy shit. Nostradamus. Nost, Nostradamus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys know what I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> brain fuck. Anyway, um, but uh, everybody's heard of him and uh, seen the predictions. Some people may speculate that he predicted 9-11 uh, and amongst other things, uh, the, the world wars things like that. I know History Channel used to love covering him. Um, that and Ancient Aliens. They used to love covering those two topics. But So my point is, it's been around for a long time. Edgar Cayce, uh, he's, he was famous in the early 1900s. Um, that I, I think that's when it started to kick out. A lot of governments started to, to, to pay attention um, a, a little bit more. Um, but I mean, to go over a few things that these people would, would talk about, um, I have, uh, some prophecies from Edgar Casey, uh, yet to come true, right? So let's see if, uh, excuse me, that some of these, um, prophecies may seem kind of realistic or not, but for example, um, one of the prophecies, somebody asked him, will the three halls of records be discovered? Right. So according to the readings, the people of Atlantis became aware that the fact of their civilization. And it's funny that this is about Atlantis because we literally just had an episode about Atlantis. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's uh, the one before this one. Uh, but continuing uh, fact that the civilization was about to be destroyed. As a result, they hid identical records of the uh, Atlantean civilization and Benimi uh, in Egypt and the Yucatan. Numerous readings contained uh, that his hall of records will be discovered. So I have a little transcript here uh, from when he was alive, and I'll briefly go over this. So question, give in detail what the sealed room contains. And he answers, a record of Atlantis from the beginning of those periods when the spirit took form or began the encasements in the land and the developments of the peoples throughout their 
sojourn. I don't know what that is, but he says there's sojourn, sojourney maybe, old time saying for sojourney perhaps, um, with the record of the first destruction of the, the changes that took place in the land. So basically, I'm assuming he, he may be talking about the cycles of Earth, maybe like uh, an ice age or something like that. Uh, he continues, this is this in position lies as the sun rises from the waters, the line of the shadow or light falls between the paws of the Sphinx uh, that was later set as the sentinel or guard and which may not be entered from the connecting chambers from the Sphinx paw, right paw, until the time has been fulfilled when the changes must be active in the sphere of man's experience. Uh, okay, so that's interesting that they're saying this because they, I've heard other claims that the Sphinx has always been a early warning system because I guess there's like a, I forget what planet, was it Planet X or something like that, that every so hundred years comes into orbit of Earth and it messes up with the gravitational pulls and every time this happens, complete destruction happens to the to earth and the sphinx has always been a early warning system for this so the fact that he's saying that it's kind of interesting uh there's a quiz so it continues here with another question towards him in which pyramid or temple are the records mentioned in the readings given through this channel on atlantis uh in april 1932 question mark the answer he gives as given uh that temple was destroyed at the time there was the last destruction in atlantis Yet, as time draws nigh, when changes are come are to come about, there may be the opening of those three places where the records are won. To those that are the initiates of the knowledge of the one God, the temple by the Itlar, whatever that is, will then rise again. Also, there will be the opening of the temple or hall of records in Egypt, and those records that will put... Uh, put into the heart of the Atlantean land may also be found there. That has been kept for those that are... That's Okay, it continues, but he just rambles on a little bit. So very interesting. This is what he's remote viewing. And he's saying that in the future, that this these halls in Egypt are going to be discovered. I, and I think they just made a discovery too about the, the Sphinx, that there are in fact... Uh, layers of the the Sphinx, or they just discovered something with some kind of radar system that they had, something crazy like that. Um, But it's interesting that he says about Atlantis, considering our last episode we talked about Atlantis being in Antarctica, and how that there's a, every couple, um, 10, 20, 30 years, that there's a hole that randomly appears in Atlantis, and then it mysteriously gets uh, covered. And for the next 20, 30 years, I think the last one was in the 70s. And then in 2016, I think they, they said um, that it, it reopened. I'm not sure if it's still open, but that's kind of actually interesting that he said that. So very cool in that, uh, in that sense. Um, and he has a bunch of, uh, bunch of uh, th- things that he talks about. He actually talks about conflict in the Persian Gulf. Uh, which that that's come into tuition. Uh, let's see here. Oh, will our lifespan as human beings be extended? Um, now, this is uh, from his writings. He puts, now we find there are many changes in the body since we have had this. Many for good. 
Many for the organs in the conditions show the changes as come about by the natural or so-called natural conditions and changes as the body uh, succumbs to the effects of age or usage in the system. Much of this may be overcome. Man should be, live longer than has been ordinarily given in will. Ah, see that I can't. I can't really say that's that's something he's remote viewing, right? So um, some of these passages I already read, and some of them me reading it out loud now to you is me reading it live. But me reading that right now, if you're a scientific man, I think that's just something you can come you can come to that conclusion already that's not something that you would have to foresee you know as you you can take a look even from i mean he what he was alive in the early 1900s so late in the 1800s i mean you could just look back you know for him 30 40 50 years in the past and see how much medicine has improved um to his time and, and i mean it's same goes to now i mean we we look at advancements in medicine from now and we can look back 20 years and see how much of a difference that is and we can only assume that it's going to change even more so in the future so that okay you know what Eh, i don't i don't really like that particular one um so when i first was researching this i was kind of like eh, you know i'm not finding anything good or anything like that but then i stumbled upon something called the stargate project so I'm like, Stargate Project, that's pretty interesting. So I did some digging, and uh, the Stargate Project was the 1991 codename for a secret U.S. Army unit established in the 19 in 1978 at Fort Meade, Maryland. Uh, that was by the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, and the SRI, excuse me, it's the beer, I apologize, the SRI International, which is a uh, California contractor, uh, and their job was to investigate the potential for psychic phenomena in mil- uh, and uh, in military and domestic intelligence applications. Basically, to spy on people, right? So, I mean, talk about information is key and knowledge is power. That whole you know those cliche sayings, but it's absolutely true. Um, you you pretty much have the power if you have if you hold the information if you hold the power of information. And it's especially true nowadays, especially with Facebook and all the big data firms out there and stuff like that. I mean, you look at pricing and it's you make more money with big data than you do in the oil industry nowadays. So I I can see how the governments because this is governments. This is not just the USA. I mean, there's reports of uh, and this is all very real documents you can go to like cia.com or whatever their website is and literally look at their um reports on it and it's incredible they i think they leaked it because there was a ufo investigator that uh um put a request for it um so that's pretty interesting but um yeah uh, it was um the department ministry of defense the ministry of defense in in the uk they did it in 2002 so they did it actually even more recent than the u.s did they say they stopped in the U.S., but I've heard some claims that, that that's not true, that they've continued, that they still do it. That I would have to do a lot more research on. But uh, f- for now, we're just going to talk about Stargate Project, right? So they basically want to spy on everybody. They, they want to they know. They want to know what China's doing. They want to know what Russia's doing. They want to know uh, what Afghanistan's doing. They want to know everything, right? Um, especially the CIA, 
kind of their job. So I did a little more digging, and um, I, I there was a couple names that actually popped up, and one of them was Joseph Mc, McMoneagle. <laughs> Mon- it reminds me of one of those glasses with the monocle. Okay, continuing. Uh, Joseph McMoneagle, and he was born January 10th, 1946, in Miami, Florida, And right now he's a retired U.S. Army NCO and a chief warrant officer. Um, He was involved with the whole remote viewing and he was part of that whole program. But he also, he he was kind of like trained to do remote viewing as well. But here's the thing. There there was a lot of accounts. There was another uh, person that was involved too, which his name was Russell Targ. And him and his team had, you know, the the obvious cases of spying on Russia and spying on uh, China and so on and so forth. So, for example, with Russell Targ and his team, right? So, these both, both these people are, um, I mean, he particularly started, he joined the Stanford Research Institution, the SRI. So, that was the California um, contractor. Right where the other gentleman Joseph was actually in the military, so you have these two entities coming together for the common goal of um, remote viewing. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm rambling. I, I shouldn't. I, I obviously have to not drink beer um, or a few beers before I do these podcasts. I'm just trying to piece it together for you. So Russell Targ, part of the contracting group that this organization has started. Joseph was in the military. That was helping with this whole project. Okay, Russell Targ um, was already into he, you know he he's already a parapsychologist. All right, so he he's already in this field. Right, him and his team is already in this field. the The interesting part of this is when they when they first was were doing this and they they were remote viewing. They would give them, for example, coordinates. Right. And a lot of times they might not even tell them the coordinates. They might just give them longitude and latitude. You know, the focus on this point, tell me what you see. And one day they came in and they told Russell and his team, um, what's happening in this in this Russian building? Right. And it was actually Joe uh, that was part of this team that said, you know, they're, they're, it's a giant submarine. It's a 500 it's a foot submarine. And they all, you know, laughed at him because they, there's never a submarine ever built in the world that was that large they, they, they don't exist so they, they thought oh here's this program this very fringe science program and they blew it well come to find out i think it was about a week or two after russia rolls out with a typhoon class submarine and it, it exactly fits a description that joe um, described when he said when he was telling them what he saw in the building that they, they were building out of Another uh, case that, that came up was uh, they, they described a Chinese atomic bomb testing. And sure enough, three days later, what does the Chinese government do? Well, they test the atomic bomb. So they were actually pretty accurate with, with their descriptions. And the government asked them to remote view a lot of different things. And it was always governmental related. Not governmental. Well, like, uh, yeah, I guess you can say government. It was always based on other governments, uh, what they were doing, uh, weapon technology, things along that nature. 
for example, they asked about like a, a Russian down plane. They, they wanted to see where it landed. Uh, I guess it crashed down. There was uh, American citizens in Afghanistan that were trying to re- remote view that went missing. Uh, so a bunch of stuff. But what was interesting is when I jumped in to Joseph McMoneyel, um claims and things that he was told to remote view, it started getting really interesting because it makes you think, why would the government be asking to remote view these things? Okay, so stay with me. <laughs> so they asked him to remote view uh, longitude and latitude coordinates on Mars. Yeah, Mars. So he uh, he and he actually didn't know at first that was Mars. So he's remote viewing, and he's sitting in this this uh, very dark black cubicle, right? And he hears the coordinates, and he starts describing what he sees. So he says, "A uh, great view of a pyramid, a pyramid form, sitting in a large depression. It's yellowish, ochre colored." And then he sees clouds, clouds, severe storm, major geological uh, geological trauma. Then he's asked to visit the site before the trauma, the uh, the storms were, were there. So then he replies after a while and says, all the dirt disappeared. There's smooth walls. Everything is flat, megalithic. And then he starts seeing shadow of people, fragments, memory of people. And he's saying this out loud. So then he's asked, go back to when they were there, like the people. And then he describes, and this is where it gets kind of like a creepy, when he said, uh, large people, thin and tall, wearing strange clothes, skin tight, very tight, almost can't see them. Very, very strange. So here's a guy, not really necessarily knowing that he's remote viewing Mars. And this is the stuff he was coming up with. And... Afterwards, when he found out that was not only it was Mars and and all this good stuff, the place that he's actually remote viewing is that very famous picture of of Mars where they say it's like a face on Mars. Excuse me, a face on Mars. Well, that that's those are the coordinates that he was uh, asked to remote view, and oddly enough, right next to that so-called face on Mars. Right next to it is a pyramid form, right? And, and, of, and of course, there's a uh, depression in the area, which is exactly what he uh, remote viewed. Uh, it caused, and it seems like it was caused by some sort of major catastrophe, major storm uh, that happened in that area. So then he's given a new set of coordinates to remote view and this is what he says he says in a canyon looking up steep high walls that go on forever very intricate huge sections of smooth stone the wall of the canyon has been carved out i'm getting very large structures a rabbit warren of huge corridors and rooms right and then he he's shown the coordinates that and there's actually a image of this on if you if you search his name and remote viewing of Mars, they'll show this image. And basically, it's a... So what he's exactly describing, there's this huge crater, this impact crater, and then this giant, giant, giant... And it looks like a pyramid um, f- from from space. It's a cone-shaped pyramid. 
And what's interesting, and th- this is what he says, he's that he sort of speculates is, you know, that that crater is very very close. That that pyramid is basically on that crater. All like the the it's very close to it. And he says there there has to be. That, that pyramid has to be built after that impact crater happened. There's no way, right? There's just no way that it was there. He's like, because obviously if that impact crater happened afterwards, that pyramid would have been destroyed, obliterated, obviously. Makes sense. And then he goes on to say, well, the interesting thing about these coordinates and about the imagery is you can measure how tall or how steep something is totally based off the shadow of it <coughs> excuse me um so what they did is you know they judge where the sun is and the distance of the shadow and that's how they get that number so when he looks at the crater he sees when you measure it out okay it's about three thousand meters which is yeah, i mean that's a pretty steep crater but if you do the same thing for the pyramid He's claiming that it's a 20,000 meter pyramid, which I thought instantly, like, that's kind of ridiculous because that would account to over 12 miles. So over 12, like, that's almost like a giant mountain, right? Mount Everest. I don't know how tall Mount Everest is, but you got to think it's, it's a very large mountain-esque um, pyramid. And w- what's interesting is that that's not the only pyramid in, in the photo. There's a secondary pyramid, a little bit smaller, but again... It is so close to the impact crater that there it has to have been put there or built after that impact crater happened. There's no way that something of that magnitude, of that crater size, uh, it would obliterate everything around it. And it has. Those are the only things around it are those two two pyramids. So he's, he's asked to remote f- uh, further, and he had some really interesting claims. For example, Martians. So, uh, he's given this new uh, coordinates, and um, this is what he says in, in when he was remote viewing. Pyramids, huge, but different this time. These are like shelters from storms. They These are designed for sleeping, hibernation, sleeping through savage storms. He's then asked, um, asked to find out why. So, he then remotes views further, and he comes up with, they are an ancient people trying to survive. It's past their time and age. They are waiting for the return of someone uh, sent to find a new home. Their world passed through the tail of a comet. So he had a sense that Mars, um, their atmosphere got knocked off balance or just basically destroyed because they, the tail end of a comet that came too close uh, destroyed it. So that, that's the kind of sense that, that he came with remote viewing. And then he continues with um, the, with this new coordination, and he actually has a picture of this, which you can't really tell anything from the picture. But the picture is considered the old fort, and that's what he says that it's always referred to uh, when he was working was the old fort, which basically was a pyramid that was missing the cone for the cone shape of a pyramid, but it's surrounded by walls and it's actually hollow inside. And then uh, it shows a little bit more, um, like the overall view of this whole location. And it does look like mountains. It looks like pyramids in in this area, along with other questionable, strange um, objects on the picture itself. But then he goes on to say, 
uh, uh, he goes on to say uh, about the Martians that they're one a lot lot taller. Like he said before, they are significantly taller. He actually has a drawing that he drew drew up that he has on this PowerPoint that he displays. You can find it on YouTube, um, and it basically they are double the size of a human. So if you're a human and then you have this native Martian and you're looking at him, you'll be staring directly into the crotch of a Martian. That's how large they are. They're literally double the size of us. Um, but the the weird claim that he comes up with is that Mar- there, there's no such thing as a Martian, right? Which is weird because he literally has a picture of a Martian. But what he claims is that Martians are us, and we are Martians. So his claim are is is our that we are Martians that never went back to Mars because obviously Mars atmosphere went to shit. So we came to Earth, and because the gravity of Earth, I don't know, maybe we shrunk or some shit, and that's why we're we're so much smaller. But we're essentially the same in one people. We are we are the one, right? We are the one race in this galaxy. And for some reason, they had the technology and the knowledge back in the day to come to Earth, and then I guess it mysteriously disappeared? That would be my question. But that's what he's claiming. And you hear this theory a lot um, when you dive into like ancient um, aliens or you dive into the Sumerians and shit like that, which is interesting because a lot of the claims will suggest like, uh, okay, well, yes, the, the Martians came to America, (laughs) Earth, but, you know, they had their own civilization that was Atlantis, right? And you hear, like I said on the last podcast, you hear all these claims from even the Bible to uh, Socrates to philosophers referring to the advanced civilization and Atlantis, right? And that's where I always find different paths for humanity, whether it was Martians uh, mating with the natives of Earth, uh, whether they were, I don't know, ape men or, or women, or whatever you want to call them, whatever we were at the time, whether they were mated, we were mated with them or they mated with whatever it may be, or the fact that we were always just Martians, we just lost our knowledge because we lost Atlantis and, and so on and so forth. So that's where it gets kind of choppy. And there's a lot of different sources and different people that have their own version of what happened. But a lot of it always comes down to Martians coming back to Earth or or going to Earth, Um, which is it's just interesting. I mean, you can see how there's holes there, right? Like You would have your questions, obviously. Um, But it's interesting that it it, sort of has this you have this timeline and. Every time you do research, a little bit of research in this, a little bit of research in that, that like a puzzle comes together and you can see how, you know, the narrative changes a little bit because, you know, first you you do the study on Atlantis and this advanced city and, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff on that. Then you do a little bit more research on a a totally different field, but then you get, you know, how in, in back in ancient times that the Sphinx, you know, um, has this early warning system with the Sphinx and uh, it always causes complete catastrophe on the planets. So maybe that's why Mars got, you know, destroyed. Was it an asteroid? Was it actually a planet? 
that that screwed up with the the actual gravity. It, it, who knows? I'm not a scientist. I'm not claiming to be. But there's a lot of questions, and you can kind of see how people like jump to these conclusions a little bit. But it's all very interesting because it it, it kind of just plays together pretty well. Uh, and that's that's what I what I thought was pretty interesting. And um, so so I, I'm I'm doing all this research on basically remote viewing in the mind, right? And how the mind is just a very powerful. We don't understand the power of the human mind really because I don't know we only use like two percent of the human mind, so we're all just kind of dumbest, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's interesting because. Um, you know, there's a lot of research out there that it's just, it always revolves around the mind, you know, whether it's like your chakra or your, your, your inner soul, or it's, 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 it's always placing humanity, you know, humans, um, on this kind of pedestal, like there's an importance to us, but we just don't realize it yet. And, um, I don't know why I'm branching off and saying that, but that that's just the link I see. Whether it's like whether I look up alien abductions or supernatural paranormal stuff or you know miracle type events that happen, it always revolves around humanity always being special in some way. Like they need whether whether it's it's ghosts, aliens, or whatever, they always need something out of humanity or a human. So I always find that pretty interesting. I just wanted to say that. But I continue with the research uh, with other things that were, you know, involved mind strength, if you will. And Tupa came up. And what was interesting about this is that there's claims that there are actually organizations out there, and this is what's scary, that come together and they have like this Tupa brain sesh with each other so for example if you have this negative organization they come together and let's say they want to see america fall or something they will visualize think and however you whatever else you do to create a topa i don't know uh you know maybe drink some chai pumpkin spice coffee and then like think about something like America falling, right? And then all these people, like 10, 50, 100, 150, 5,000 people will just think of this one thing constantly, constantly, constantly to make a tupa, you know, and, and make it into reality. And I know what you're thinking. That's crazy. That's that's kind of out of the blue, right? And it's true. It is kind of, kind of crazy to think about. But you see this a lot. You see this a lot. And one of the cases I wanted to bring up was Slenderman. So like I said before, Slender Man, we all know, is a made-up creature or a made-up thing. And like I said, it, it was part of a contest. Some guy made it up, but it got really popular. There was video games made out of it. I think there's a movie or a TV show out now about Slender Man. Excuse me. Um, and it, it just it, it blew up, right? It's getting very, very popular. Here's the thing, though. Besides the fact that uh, Slender Man had like, uh, I think they linked it to like Kel- ancient Celtic, um, like like uh, folklore. They, they had something about folklore in, in Celtic area, but I, I'm not going to jump into that. I'm just going to do um, present day, ba- basically. Well, well, like now, you know, I don't want to jump into a huge rabbit hole for you guys. So I'm going to leave that part out. 
All I'm saying, all I want to talk about is New Age right now, Slender Man, right? Surprisingly, what I found was a lot of cases where children, because Slender Man, let, let's be honest, it's, it's about, Slender Man was always about stealing the young, stealing children uh, away, right? And uh, luring them away and having no way to fight it. Um, and it's all very creepy, right? You you see Slender Man. Once you see Slender Man, Slender Man sees you. You're marked, right? That that's the that's the scary part of Slender Man. That, that that's what uh, attracts everybody to to kind of that lore about it, right? And there's a lot of cases about kids and people having dreams, vivid dreams about Slender Man, but not knowing about Slender Man. I'm talking about people that. Um, even kids would wake up and terrifying, sweating. They wake up screaming because they had a dream about this tall, slender, no-faced man in their dreams, right? And they didn't call it Slender Man, you know. Uh, they'll call it the Stick Man, or or um, you know, the, uh, I don't know. I, I know the one case was uh, Stick Man. Uh, he referred to him as Stick Man. Um, and come to find out when they do research about it or when they grow older and they realize, oh, wait a second, all those dreams that I used to have, uh, it, it was about Slender Man. And um, that was really interesting because, I mean, they had no knowledge of Slender Man, right? And here's the weirder thing is that, uh, let me pull it up here. There is actually a real case, and this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible, but... There was a um, three friends, right? Three friends that used to hang out all the time. And these were young teenagers, all girls. There was Anissa Weir, uh, which was one of the uh, teenagers. There was, bear with me here, uh, Peyton Lutner. And there was Morgan Gaser. Um, and these three teens... They hung out quite a bit, hung out quite a bit. Uh, One day they were all hanging out and they decided to to venture out in this uh, wooded area, this little forest, right? So they're all hanging out and Morgan Geeser and the first uh, Anissa Weir decided in order, they they felt like it was so real. They had to uh, prove that Slender Man was real. So what they did without telling their friend was set up a play date, if you will. And poor Peyton Lutner uh, was stabbed multiple times uh, and attacked by her two friends. I mean, the, the, these are f- her friends, for crying out loud. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they, they stabbed her multiple times. This was in uh, Wisconsin. I mean, I know there's not a lot of do in Wisconsin, but they lured her out and stabbed her 19 times. And once they they were asked, I mean, they admitted it right away, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was us." Yeah, and they they were like, "I don't, I don't understand how somebody so young can just do something like that." Like, how messed up do you have to be? But in their eyes, uh, they they needed to. They needed to prove the existence of Slenderman. So this was a sacrifice, if you will, of their friend so to, to please Slenderman so they can prove the existence uh, of Slenderman, which is the most fucked up thing 
I have read today. Because, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of fucked up stuff out there. But that is just in- incredibly crazy to me. And this is a real case that, that happened. This was in 2014. And um, they, because they were so young, I mean, it was kind of a roller coaster as far as the court system goes. Uh, I believe the first girl, uh, let's see, what's her name? Anisa um, pleaded like insanity or they, they, I think she was the one, um, that had to spend like 40 years in some kind of mental facility. Um, but good news is that Peyton Lutner actually survived the attack live and well. So that's, that's always a good thing, but, um, that's, it's just so crazy. They, they found her, uh, fighting for her life in the forest because they, uh, these two girls were walking on the highway when um, troopers found them and, and asked, like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and uh, and good thing she survived because that, that is absolutely terrible and at a, such a young age. But it makes you think, is there more to the human mind that we know? Because we already know that we, we don't use our entire mind. We, don't use, we use a very small percentage of our mind. So could we unlock things that we're, we're not? sure of that we, we haven't discovered yet i mean we have cases of remote viewing we know that the government is actually spending now that program that i was talking about before i forget to mention was 23 years that that program was running for from the the government excuse me i gotta stop drinking before these podcasts um yeah 23 years of research from from that organization and that i mean their budget was like 25 million I'm pretty sure that was like per year. That's that's a lot of dough, especially for a small team of just grown ass men sitting in a dark room, you know. So that it's it's pretty incredible. Obviously, there's something there, and then you have the UK government, England, you know, um, uh, doing the same thing in 2002, researching uh, remote viewing. You have accounts of Russia doing the exact same thing. So it's all very interesting that uh, you have these, you know top leading governments researching a very fringe science that not a lot of people even agree with. So it's very interesting. And you have claims of so much more from, you know, uh, from psychics to uh, telepathy, which, come on, and amongst other things, you know, talking to the dead, uh, remote viewing, I obviously already said, um, tulpas, um, but everything is revolved around the mind, right? There's a lot of things we don't understand, and that's what's uh, kind of interesting and kind of lured me to doing the research on it. Was, you know, you you have a lot of evidence that that there's something that we just can't explain, and you you see it more. I mean, we are so uh, in a society that's consumerism, you know, where uh, materialism is just it's huge, right? So it's it's very physical stuff. But in a lot of cultures, especially back, you know, 100, 200 years ago, it was it was a lot more into the spiritual side of things. Um, and, and you see that, I mean, even in Indian culture, uh, African culture, uh, voodoo, for example, like th- this stuff is just normal. But because of the West, like Western culture, it's, I mean, it's very just taboo to even research. So you can't even get somebody to do a scientific research on it because they would be scolded. Um, but I mean, this is something that's just always existed. So it, there's a lot of questions there. And 
I would love to, I want to pick up a book to, to go into this into super detail. This is just skimming the top. I mean, uh, th- these are only small things. I know it's, I went from tulpas to remote viewing, which are two totally different things, but it's all revolving around the human mind and, um, you know, thought forms and, and things like that. And it's just, it's just interesting. I thought it was very interesting. But we're already at 47 minutes, a lot longer than I originally thought, like I say every single episode. So I'm going to end it there. And um, maybe I, I might pick up a book from uh, that guy, Joe. I guess he was the, the leading remote viewer and uh, that, that predicted most of the stuff. So I, I'm kind of interested to see what he says about it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to shoot it off here because, you know, I got work tomorrow because you guys are not, you know, paying me. And this is free. So speaking of free, you guys should head over to iTunes and absolutely leave a, a, a rating and a review. Leave a comment. That's very important. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think, uh, what I can improve on. Because I know. I know I can improve on a lot of things. Because, you know, time, time is everything, people. You know? And, and my time is very limited. But if you guys are enjoying this, you want me to go further into it. You want me to make more episodes. You want me to do a lot more research. Let me know. And I'll do it for you, my children. I'll do it for you. Um, so definitely do that. Definitely head over to Eargasm. Eargasm is a fun podcast to listen to. Uh, it, it's a lot more light, not a lot of research. It's just, a, you know, you, you listen to Eargasm and you're just drinking beer with the boys. That's all it is, you know. That's all it is. Uh, head over to www.a-bproductions.com. And on that website, you can see all our content from Eargasm to Sam, Strange and Mysterious Podcast, to uh, all our videos. We make review videos. We make short films sometimes. We, we do all kinds of things. So check it out. So definitely do that for me because I don't want to work anymore, guys. If I could do this, I'd be happy as a clam. So rate and review, and it would help so much. Um, but yeah, I've been pretty uh, pretty on point with uh, one every week, and uh, I'm going to continue doing that. So I'll catch you next week on Sam, the Strange and Mysterious Podcast. Goodbye, my children. <laughs>